Hello and welcome to Light Time on Court, the podcast where we break down your favorite made-for-TV movies one bottle at a time. Whether you mm. love to hate watch or hate yourself for joining them, pour up a glass of your favorite cocktail and join us. Yeah. I am your host, Patrick Serrano, and my guests today are... Hi, I'm Drew Current. I'm Alex Mormon. Yeah. Alexandria. Alexandria. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Yes. Gotta say the full name. I appreciate you know. it. Alexandria. <laughs> it's really funny because I had Alex Colyard on and like I was like talking about Alex like coming on the podcast and people got excited because they thought I meant you. And then I'm like, no, no, no. Totally different vibe. <laughs> Very different vibe. Very different. But great person. <laughs> but great person. Also a fun guest. But it was so funny because people were like, oh my God. Alex is back. I'm like, not that one. Different one. Just you wait. I'm here, guys. I'm ready. <laughs> here we are. The funny thing about Alex is before the pandemic really was about when it was shutting it down, you were supposed to come on the podcast and mm-hmm. you texted me and said, hey, I think that it's a bad idea to meet for a <laughs> podcast recording. And then literally, like, I don't even know, like 30 minutes later, Chicago shut down. Yeah. Just shut down completely. Yeah. Like, I'm not uh, really feeling that great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. my question to you, Alex, is are you a psychic? Uh, and uh, do you have like a coven of witches where you just like made things up? <laughs> yes, um, actually, I do. Um, I come from like a very long line of um, like fortune tellers. And that's like one of the oh, really? things that I do at like weddings when I don't know people. And I'm like the plus one. I read people's palms. Um, and uh yeah, so I, I I do come from a long line. So I think I had I had a feeling I knew what was gonna happen. I reached out, and you know, it turned out to be true. <laughs> and yeah. here we are. Here we are, still <laughs> in our houses, still here, still in our houses. <laughs> oh, you know what the hell? But I'm so happy you're here. So you excited. We um we've been of course corresponding over the the months, um because you know I'm always checking in like. How are we feeling? What's going on? Like, uh, what are we thinking? And you came up with this awesome idea to talk about representation in Lifetime movies, which is something that, you know, I try to talk about on the podcast. But when you're sneaking it into an episode and you're like, oh, the representation in here sucked. And everyone's like, oh, well, duh, it's a TV movie. But you were like, hey, how about we talk about like movies with black protagonists in them? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. OK, I'm down for that. Yeah. Yeah. How about we do that? Yeah. How about we do that? And we true, just, guess guess yeah. what? There's what? there's not that many. There isn't. <laughs> there truly out, is not. Out there just isn't that many. Oh, but you know, I'm I'm glad we're doing this because you know mm-hmm. I love being on on the show. And I know, like a year ago, I remember when you were doing the Christmas specials, and I was just like, I, I would really like to do all the POC movies. There aren't that many. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm so happy to be here that we're doing this. I think it's timely. I think that it's of the moment. Uh, and it's so beautiful to see black and brown people on TV, man. It's Mm -hmm. nice. I know. I know. (laughs) It is great. And of course it's like not that different y'all. It's just, it's really not that different. It's It's still a TV movie. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and what's good about the ones that, that Alex and I have chosen to cover for this series, so we're going to do a four-part series over the, the month of October, and we're just celebrating representation in TV movies, yes. mostly of, of specifically Black writers, Black actors, Black directors. Mm-hmm. Producers. Um, producers. Because, you know, why not? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been a- well, you got, you got to. You got to. <laughs> Got to the uh, I, and I will also be thinking that every movie is a horror movie <laughs> because it's October, and that's what I think of all movies. Yeah, there's well, a couple horror moments that happen in these movies, so it's there even though none of them are you know specifically about you know a, a man lurking in the, the shadows ready to murder a woman. Um, all of those come in different different shades and different types of things, whether it's mm-hmm. them or whether it's um, you know not knowing who you are and trying to figure it out. You know, there's there's a shadow lurking, you know, in all of these oh. stories. So get ready, Joe. Okay. Don't don't, don't okay. worry. We got a little horror for you. 
I'm all yes. about them shadows. When I'm Jordan Peele makes a Lifetime movie, I'll let you know, Drew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be all over that so, one. He's so good. He's, he's so, so good. Are you guys watching Lovecraft? Though. I just like, I know. We're... Yes. Okay, good. Good. Of course. Yes. Well, everyone should watch it. You should, yeah, you should like plug that really quick because I'm sure a lot of my listeners right. don't know and they would love that show. Yes. Lovecraft Country, man. Ooh, it's so oh. good. It's J. It's it's Jordan Peele and J.J. Abrams. Yes. Like, and Misha Green, okay, who's like this new person, but like this, like this is, this came from her mind and like this story, she's writing it, producing it, directing it as well with, you know, of course, J.J. and Jordan and like her voice and narrative that she is putting to these stories is something miss and it's just it's beautiful to watch like horror but love a love story but like racial conflict but top like class distribution colorism it it touches on everything so like please get on the show everybody there you go. Very good. There you go. But we're not here to talk about <laughs> TV shows that we love. We're here to talk about TV movies. Yes. So our first TV movie that we're covering for this series is a doozy, okay? You know, it, it was Lifetime in that weird time where Lifetime was trying to get real serious and go for those Emmys. And mm-hmm. I will say, uh, Angela Bassett, the star of the movie, um, she got nominated for a SAG Award for this. So, he you know, did. there were know there, there was oh. some awards love. So this is like an actual prestige <laughs> Lifetime film, as it should be. It's called nice. Betty and Coretta. Mm-hmm. So Betty Boop. And no, just kidding. <laughs> we know, we know. Uh, the wives of uh, Malcolm X and King? Martin oh, okay. Luther King. Yes. So yes. Betty and Coretta, Coretta Scott King. We we know her better than we know Betty, I would say. Do you feel that way, Alex? I totally. And there's so many things in this movie that I didn't know. And I was just like, I love that I'm also getting like a history lesson. Um, and I'm learning something, which I usually doesn't happen in a lifetime movie so totally i, I really appreciate it yeah the like highlighting like this woman's journey and all the great things that she has contributed to society and what a killer ending oh by the way oh my goodness yes yeah. there drew like you thought lifetime like had the drama with the killers and everything this was truly <laughs> shocking and i had to look into the real life story i'm like yes. oh wow this was real yes. so let me just yeah. tell you, it ends with like, you're like, what the fuck is going on? I had an audible yeah. like scream when I, at the end of this, where it's just like, no, this can't be happening. So like Lifetime <laughs> really did it. It did it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm. It did. <laughs> so the movie stars, uh, Angela Bassett, who we mentioned, she plays Coretta Scott King. Uh, Mary J. Blige plays Betty Shabazz. Oh. Am mm-hmm. I saying that right? Shabazz? Yep, Shabazz, yep. And um, also stars Gloria Rubin, who I just threw in there. She's in like one scene, but you got to like love some Gloria Rubin up in there. (laughs) And also narrated, interesting, interestingly narrated by Ruby D. Yes. Are you familiar with Ruby D? Ruby D is truly an American icon. She is like Broadway, um, like original Broadway cast of Raisin of the Sun. Like oh, she's like yeah. an activist. And then mm-hmm. she has just been in so many TV shows, films. She was in, wasn't she in some like Spike Lee stuff? Oh yeah. Yeah. She's, she's been in, in like, literally you'd recognize her. You'd she's recognize just her. Like a Cicely I, I, I Tyson, like a, maybe a, a slightly yeah. less known Cicely Tyson. Just like she's one of those in American women. gangster. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. given us there all go, the wisdom and hope. <laughs> And I'm like, is she playing some, is she playing like a daughter of one of the kids, like recapping? No, she's just no. like literally narrating from her memories of mm-hmm. the civil rights era. Because with she With these women, like it. she was yes. there with them. Crazy. Amazing. So that was a nice, a nice detail. I wish it would have been introed a little bit better because it starts with her talking about the two women and like how they were like, you know, uh, very prolific in their time and da da da. But you're like, who's this woman? Is she? You, you're mm-hmm. kind of like, wait, what's going on? A title card would have gone a long way there. <laughs> right. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I looked it up and I was like, oh, yes, I know who this is. But I thought she might have been playing a character. It didn't mm-hmm. explicitly yeah. say this is Ruby D narrating this movie. Yeah. You know, right. I wish it had that, too. because I had to look it up. <laughs> right. This is beautiful black woman talking stories, you know. <laughs> 
So for our lifetime movie, you know, we're we're getting the vo- the voiceover narration. We're getting Obama like uh, erecting a statue of yeah. Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. like in D.C. Mm-hmm. and like a tribute to him. Maybe like mm-hmm. a um, I don't know if it's a monument. Is it the uh, the Black History Museum? Yeah, I think so. Pretty yeah. sure. That, I'm pretty I'm sure, sure that falls that. within the Obama uh, <laughs> the Obama years, the good old days. Remember, those, Remember days? those days when like we you didn't wake up in fear every morning of like what's gonna happen? You know? I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's like, my, that's every day. 2016 was the worst year of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what fools we you're were! What fools we were! Bunch of idiots. So we start off. We're in Selma. Yes. Uh, and we have Coretta Scott King. She's like in a fabulous like all white outfit. I made a note of it stunning and the hat she's got this beautiful like faux fur hat on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the only thing was missing was like one of those like muff cuffs you know but yes of course it's the south so it probably was like hot as hell so she you know, couldn't have that with her but it was i mean she looks incredible very jaja gabor yes exactly that old vibe and i bet the fur wasn't faux fur i i bet oh, it was yeah. i bet it was, was real, real ass fur it was real cat. back in that time Actual cats, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the '60s, so. <laughs> Peter wasn't she... around then, I don't think. <laughs> no, uh, Martin Luther King is in jail, and she's going to visit Malcolm X to talk to him about um, his his approach uh, approach to, like, because the movement. yeah, because his approach is not really going the nonviolence route of Martin mm-hmm. Luther King. He wants to confront the issues, and this is where I'm like, you know, I didn't really learn a lot about. Malcolm X in school. I learned about Martin Luther King and nonviolent <laughs> protesting. And Malcolm X was kind of like, oh, he was also there. But, <laughs> but he didn't do the nonviolence thing. And you're like, wait, why is that what we're teaching in yeah. school? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Straight off the bat. It's like, well, they, they have like the, uh, they've always set it up like in the, in the, um, in the histories, in the history books. They've always set it up as, uh, like Martin Luther King is Professor X, and uh, and he's he was uh, a Magneto. Like where you just like they both have those kind of. It's like no, we got to rise up. Mm-hmm. We got to actually like do something. And so, but that's like, of course, they want to teach us and keep that together. Like there's, you know what I mean? Like it's just so it's hilarious that they just teach. <laughs> teach it that way yeah a very limited view of like you know african-american history <laughs> like yeah it's, it's just, a little bit of a whitewash because i can remember like i can remember in class and they would go over the civil rights movement going over slavery all that kind of thing and being like the only black kid in the class and um like like my class would like look to me to be like hey oh god you know, <laughs> oh my god tell us the history of, of black people and like you know like give us your account like you know what i mean so there's yeah you're like i'm also a child learning in school can you like fuck <laughs> off <laughs> can right? you fuck yourself leave me alone wow right? <laughs> but the the movie is actually quick to dispel like any type of like no malcolm x was not a radical yeah. like person right. like out in the streets doing whatever i don't even know what what the depiction is, he has a family, Mm -hmm. he has children, he is trying to speak out for racial injustice, just like Dr. King, Mm -hmm. the exact same. So the the two wives are like, you know, uh, Betty is kind of like, this is getting out of hand, like we're getting death threats all the time, like I kind of want to just like lay low and like raise my family. And he's like, I, I've already started this. Like, they're going to kill me. They want to kill me. And I, I got to keep speaking. Yeah, we may yeah. not all make it there together, but, like, I got to keep on the path of, you know, you know, freeing my people. And that's really hard, especially if you have family and their, their, their lives are being put in danger on a daily basis. Like, he has to park his car blocks away and change, you know, change cars and in order to be able to, like, just come home and, like, the danger is so prevalent. The stakes are so high. Um, it just, yep. It's it, it. Your heart just like I, I couldn't imagine having to go through that stressful situation every single day, you know, to fight for justice. Right. 
Well, and the fact that they talked so openly about the repercussions for speaking out, like everybody knew this was something that you didn't do and Mm -hmm. you were putting your life on the line. So Mm -hmm. to to see that conversation and the way Mary J like acts the scene, she does a really good job at like being like, I'm worried, like, I don't want this, but like, I understand why it has to happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, She doesn't want him to go away. Like, she's like, your kids need you, but like. You know, he's a part of this movement. It's like hard between a rock and a hard place. And then the next scene, the very like next scene, the house is getting burned down by clan burned members. Like down. Of course. And yep. you're like, what the hell? Like with the kids inside and everything inside. like that. The kid is like, I mean, that's the reason why they all get out. The daughter sees, you know, the, you know, the, the cocktail, the, what is it? Molotov cocktail. Molotov cocktail. Yeah, yeah, in the house and starts screaming and wakes up the parents and they get out like just in the nick of time. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, we got to like get out of here and like start traveling and speaking and stuff and like, you know, not be in one place too long. And yeah. then as he's like out, he's violently assassinated yeah. and they, they replicate it very well as far as like being historically accurate they uh, didn't say the n-word which was good um Mm -hmm. because in the real depiction of of what happened like someone shouts some inappropriate things Mm -hmm. and then shoots him down in front of his wife and kids and and you see them there and it's like oh my god what you know what what can you imagine like could you imagine like father die in front of your eyes like and like just the trauma that like and purely I mean that that's yeah. how you become that that would make me a villain <laughs> like that I'd be like well I'm gonna watch the world burn now like that's it right like <laughs> and it's a, it's like and it's amazing that they didn't you know like well that because that's all I, I'd be like oh then nothing ma- then, it's, nothing then the world's gonna burn they're setting like, it up hand. they're setting it up Drew there is a daughter her name's yes. uh Quibella I think mm-hmm. it is Quibella mm-hmm. yeah she mm-hmm. it she witnesses the the father getting murdered and she will come back okay she's very mm-hmm. pivotal to the story um but her being there and seeing it affects her life and the way that um I, I'm calling her Mary J, but the way that Betty mm-hmm. handles the situation in contrast to Coretta Scott King is very uh, important to the story. Yeah. So, so how Betty handles the, the death, she kind of like acts like things are going to go back to normal with our family. Like, I don't want to be in the public eye. I want to lie low. I want to like, she, I think she goes and gets her like She's PhD. A PhD and she becomes a teacher and like an actor. And she like one thing previously like you know you know he was a man from the nation of islam which he later denounced um which they always say that you know betty believes that farrakhan um you know had a had had some part in his assassination and you know uh, malcolm really didn't want his wife outside of the home you know wanted his wife in, in in the kitchen you know you know very very stereotypical gender roles and she flipped right. once once he dies you know she's scared but she goes to school she becomes a teacher she becomes an activist trying to get his face on a stamp and um really does not succumb to you know all of the the ill wills that are thrown at her and she really kind of defies essentially like what he wanted for his wife but in a way that would really honor his memory and she really goes about like let's make sure that I don't want my husband to be remembered as this, like, this anarchist and this man who wanted to to burn everything down. No, like, he was really fighting for his people. Right. And she's doing all this with no, like, money coming in, like, from her husband or anything. Like, she didn't inherit a bunch of money just Mm -hmm. because he's very well-known you know what i'm saying like she also was pregnant with twins she has six kids yeah so like six kids six kids kids. so but she she really does like kind of like hang back a little bit more until she um gets a a telegram from martin luther king from Mm -hmm. and coretta's like helping write it and they're like you know we're really sorry because this is all crazy and like uh (laughs) Kind of, kind of like saying like maybe they should have worked together like MLK and Malcolm X should have worked together and they could have unified their voices 
to get the message out to in a better way. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. igno- MLK is like acknowledging that he kind of shouldn't have, uh, not like put put him against each other, but they should have like banded together. Yeah, basically, yeah, is what the letter is saying. Mm-hmm. And then this gives um, Coretta an idea to like bring in Betty as like a speaker, an activist, because she is an activist and yes. she uh, way ahead of her time, by the way. Yeah. Which is insane. Um, but then of course, Martin Luther King dies as well. Mm-hmm. And instead of, uh, and as I was saying with the contrast, instead of, you know, kind of laying low and like letting the public kind of just, let the story go, let the press run its course. She's like, no, we're going to march in Memphis Memphis, where he was assassinated with with, her children. Yeah. With 20,000 supporters and her children are there. And Mm -hmm. she later says, since my children were there and saw that we were still continuing on with, with his vision and we're still going to continue to live our lives. Those children were empowered. Mm-hmm. Where Betty's children lived in fear. You see the difference? Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Cause that, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a different, and, and, and Betty definitely is, admires Coretta's strength in that situation because, you know, obviously, you know, her kids are traumatized and she's like, I, I'm going to protect them no matter what. Like, I'm going to make sure that no one ever hurts them again. And her idea of that is like, not showing them like like i guess like the what society is really capable of um so kind of putting a band-aid on it but she sees kind of the air in that and like no i really should expose my children to you know the activism that can help us move our people forward right yeah and she does. I mean, she goes to the yeah. National Black Convention mm-hmm. and they both speak and we hear their speeches in full, Drew. So like, mm-hmm. I really think it's just like Good. the speech actually read by Angela Bassett and Mary J. Blige. And the speeches are great. Yeah. And the crowd and the energy, maybe because I haven't been in a crowd in a while, I was like, this is very <laughs> like, this is like making me feel emotional, making me feel like empowered and like a really good watch right now for just anybody who's at home and needs to like feel empowered. Like this, this is it. This is it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She goes on and says like, you know, there are the, the triple evils of the world are racism, poverty, um, and war. And, and I'm thinking about that is like, you know, we're still dealing with these same things today and these women standing up to form a new world for their children is such an admirable and such a daunting past that they they do with such class and such just like they're so intelligent and they have this fire and this passion and so it's like really beautiful to see women who you know are widows you know and and making a way in the world using their husband's legacy to forge their own path right yeah that's amazing i mean that's amazing to me i just like because just like look at it like if i if i watched you know, my spouse or my father get shot in mm-hmm. front of me mm-hmm. by by the fucking worst, most ignorant garbage humans. Cares. I would be like, I'm done. Yeah. It's I'm a, I'm gonna take this whole fucking world down yeah. with me in a hail of fucking gunfire. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fuck oh, everyone true. and everything. But you little vigilante. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it wouldn't be vigilantism. It would just—I'd just be like just watching it burn. Just straight oh, up just murder. everyone. Okay, arson great. Just, just straight up arson and well, John Wick. And I was, John Wicking. I was saying earlier today, like <laughs> thinking about that, uh, how these two women handled the assassinations of their husbands, the murders of their husbands, and then looking at like Jackie O and President Kennedy, like Jackie. Oh, didn't have to go speak to national people. She went to Camelot and kind of lived her privileged life (laughs) and her rich ass life. You know what I'm saying? I mean, not that she didn't suffer and she didn't like do eventually have causes that she advocated for, but she didn't have to beat the, uh, like get on the grind Mm -hmm. and do all the same things that these women had to do just to 
get survive. the message out. Yeah, it's it, live. It, and yeah, and make money. It, it's just it, the contrast there was like very apparent, and I don't know why I've never thought about it before. But this movie like brought it to my the forefront, mm-hmm. the forefront of my mind. Yeah, yeah. So, um, okay, we we then Betty and Coretta are friends now. They like have dinner parties and they have people over. Their kids are friends, uh, and. Through this like period of the movie, Coretta is really. I'm like, I feel weird calling her Coretta like she's my friend, but that's. But she of, is. <laughs> she's like all of our aunties. Okay, you know? okay. <laughs> uh, and she is advocating for Martin Luther King Day, which you yes. think just kind of like happened, but no, no she had to she like had go to speak mm-hmm. to the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. She was like fighting for like 18 years or something crazy. Yeah. And you're like, what the hell? And then the FBI tried to blackmail her with some tapes mm-hmm. and I don't know what's on the tapes. And well, we I know like, that on the, what's on the tape is that we know that, you know, that Martin was a womanizer and like, you know, he had extramarital affairs. This is, Oh wait, can I do a Britney Spears womanizer really quick? <laughs> Please do. Womanizer, woman, womanizer, womanizer, baby, womanizer, baby, baby, woman. Okay. Get sorry. Get continue. No, continue. But, <laughs> but I think it's also that concept of like, you know, like, we look at our heroes and we put them on this pedestal, but like they're also human beings and they they're flawed. So like, yes, yeah. like is that an awful thing that he did? Of course, it's awful. Um, and they wanted to use that to embarrass Coretta to not wanting to fight in the Senate and get him his national holiday of like we're gonna embarrass you in these streets, you know, if you dare to try to create this legacy for this man. And it just shows you. You know, the FBI has always been a racist um, organization, historically, mm-hmm. you know, Herbert Hoover. Um, was it the FBI or the CIA that threatened her? I thought uh, it was FBI. the CIA. But the FBI, I, they it, tapped their phone. In the movie, in the movie, it says FBI. Yeah, oh, and okay. it, it is Maybe, they, they tapped his phones for a very long time. Um, well, yeah. And she also says in the movie that she's like, I know my husband is not a perfect man, okay? Like, thanks, FBI, but mm-hmm. I was married to him. I know what's going on. <laughs> I know you yeah. out on these streets fine. acting a mm-hmm. damn fool, okay? And <laughs> if that's all you motherfuckers got on me, you, you <laughs> he's can still put, a man. He's still tape. a man. Trifling as hell. Up your ass. You can shove those up your ass because basically, basically. But eventually she gets the the federal holiday passed. So mm-hmm. now we have Martin Luther King Day mm-hmm. and Betty is out here, you know, hanging out with N- Nelson Mandela. Yes. Has and a Winnie. popular yeah, <laughs> has a popular radio show. Yes. And still like affect like we get a nice scene of her um as a college professor with a, a student who's like going through a hard time. And she like gives her like, I don't know, 20 bucks or something. And she's like, the, the student's going to be like, this is too much. This is too much. And she's like, no, no, no. no. I've been there and you're going to yeah. get out of this. And then all I ask is that you pass it on to someone else when they need Pay help. Pay it forward, baby. Pay it forward. Mm-hmm. It, it was nice. It, it, it really yeah. shows because, again, we don't know a lot about Betty. So to see this like selfless act and like done in such a like direct manner where it's like, yeah. uh-uh, don't. Don't cry. Don't like say thank you. Don't do anything. Just mm-hmm. be like, just do it and like get better and like get like get educated and graduate college and it, Move it was forward. really yeah yeah yeah. I I think that I relate to that a lot because I that's how I kind of live my life. So I was like, I appreciate this like mm-hmm. directness. I love like a good direct person. Yeah, like no no no, just do the thing. I'm fine. We're good. Literally, don't cry. Read to become your potential. Like that's all I'm asking you. You know, like use this to make tomorrow better. It's just like so beautiful. I mean, spe- the, these people are so strong that it's like yeah. I, I can't even imagine. Because my 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 way of dealing with it is is not strong. Like that, <laughs> theirs is strong. Mine mine is fucking yeah. You want to fall into a fetal and, position, <laughs> right? Yeah, mine's animalistic and fucking irrational. But like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, fight or flight. You're fly- you're definitely flying away. <laughs> I'm fly- I'm, we are staying I'm, <laughs> Well, no, I'm fighting, but not in the way that I should. Not, <laughs> yeah, not at all in the way that I should. So Betty goes on TV for like a, a interview or something, and mm-hmm. she basically accuses um, who? What is this? What did we say? Uh, yeah, Farrakhan. Uh, he, she Farrakhan. accuses him of you know assassinating her husband and having a, a play in it. Mm-hmm. 
And her daughter yes. hears this. This is uh, Quibella, <sighs> if I'm saying this right. She she was like in college and she dropped out of college and moved to Paris. And now she's back in the States and she hears her mom talking and she uh, consp- allegedly, allegedly conspires mm-hmm. to have him killed. Killed, yeah. Yeah. And so her boyfriend, like Michael Fitzpatrick, was like, like undercover with the FBI. So he's recording all of their conversations. And so he's the reason why she eventually gets arrested for conspiracy to commit, you know, murder. Um, Mm -hmm. This dude from like their childhood, like Betty comes to the house one day, their apartment door is open. um, And this like white dude comes out of a bedroom, like definitely like high and drunk and like disheveled and with the sun, with, uh, you know, a quibbola, is it quibbola? I, I'm saying Quibella, but I think I, I think it might be a Q. Q. In there. I'm gonna call her Q. Oh, good idea. <laughs> and her son is, and so Betty's like, "Where's your mom?" He's like, "I don't know." Like, um, and she finally comes in. You know, definitely just went to the liquor store, and mom is like, "Q is talking to her boyfriend, like, go put a shirt on." And you know, Betty's like, hey, why don't you come stay with me? Let, let your son come stay with me. Like, let's get you back on your feet. And she's like, no, mom, like, I, I can raise him on my own. I can do my own thing. Like, she's obviously in so much pain and just not willing to ask for help. And then she's got this other destructive figure on the low in her life, just like waiting to help destroy her, which is, you know, so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you get when you go the John Wick way. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, and she she gets put away in jail. She gets like put in jail and then they put her in like a rehab or something. She gets sent away for quite a while. So Malcolm Jr. is gonna stay with Betty and she's gonna like raise him. But He's one like, thing I do wanna note, so in order to get Q out of jail. Uh, Farrakhan reaches out to her and is like, if you come on uh, like like a, we'll say, what is that called when you have like a, a fundraiser? We're going to have a televised fundraiser to raise funds mm-hmm. for Q's defense. And if you, you know, join hands with me and say that like we're in this together and, you know, no longer speak ill and denounce me as a part of your husband's, you know, assassination, then, you know, we'll drop the charges, which eventually is what happens. So then he was able to get out of, you know, prison and go to, you know, uh, rehab and things like that. So then the son, Malcolm Jr., stays with Betty. Yeah. Piece of shit. So Malcolm yeah. Jr. He's, angry. he's an angry is, kid, yeah. too, which I understand. He's very angry. He's like coming from uh, you know, a family that has experienced trauma. Mm-hmm. So the trauma is passed down, which happens a lot. And he doesn't handle things very well. Mm-mm. Uh he sets the house on fire. Literally. 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 And uh, Betty is inside. She burns over 80% of her body and is mm-hmm. in the hospital. And he's like outside uh, realizing what he's done. And the police is like, hey, what's wrong with you, kid? And he's like, I didn't mean to. I, I, I don't. I didn't think she was going to come to my door and try to get me out. That's the reason why it took her so long to get out was because she was like trying to make sure that Malcolm Jr. was okay. And so obviously he feels like, oh, no, my grandma. Like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, but he set the place on fire. So in the hospital, Coretta comes and she visits Betty and Q is there and she's very upset. And Betty and Coretta like talk and she she's Betty's like, I don't blame him. Like my grandson, like he didn't know what he, he was doing. Do it, yeah. He didn't mean to, but he like ends up in like juvenile detention and like all this type of stuff. And he's actually mm. he actually died in mexico like oh, wow. not that long ago so mm. like he really like the, like saying like how the trauma like passed on like he his story is is dark it's not a good yeah a good ending not, for him you didn't handle it very well yeah exactly That's well because awful. because betty dies like he dies the in grand- the hospital 23 yeah, she, days later she like dies in, from the from injuries from the fire but they say like in the hospital like ever, all of these hit like very important historical figures are coming to visit and like you know she fought mm-hmm. for as long as she could but she didn't make it mm-hmm. and then they they're kind of wrapping up the movie now they're like 
Coretta passed away from ovarian cancer like nine years later. But she gets, um, before she dies, she, so Betty for her whole life is also trying to get Malcolm on a stamp. And so Coretta finishes that journey for her and gets Malcolm on a stamp. Nice. You know, so before, before she passes away along with the national holiday. Yes. It'd be better if it was like money. (laughs) Yeah. True. I guess the stamp, I guess that you take what you can get. Hey, you know, a stamp. Well, we needed the postal service, you know, go get them stamps, guys. Yes, buy the stamps. (laughs) Uh, But then the movie ends. We have Ruby D speaking about how the women face tragedy and they fought for the future of their family and for the future of the country, which is very true. And they don't get enough credit for the work that they did. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's cool that they're they like the beginning of the movie is the assassinations and then it's like, <laughs> oh, then them, like what they did after. Because that's the story not told. Exactly. And exactly. Yeah, I all. didn't know that, that her no. grandson was essentially like her murderer. I was like, What? I audibly screamed and Oh, absolutely. Like, I can't believe it. Yeah. What? What? Like, ugh. Just when you think, accidental, right? Like it just. I mean, it was intentional. I think he just like what he wanted his entire like life. Originally, um, a a couple years prior, when she had come into the apartment and saw you know Michael Fitzpatrick and the you know Q wasn't there, and there's obviously drug use happening. She was like, "Hey, do you want to come live with me?" He's like, "No, I want to stay with my mom." And so when you know he finally lives with her officially. Um, you know, he says, I just want to see my mom. I don't want to live here anymore. So it's really out of like sheer pain and sheer just like, wanting to be with his mother that he burns his house down. And afterwards he goes, well, can I now go see with my mom, be with my mom? Like not really understanding the replication, the repercussions of his actions, thinking if I just burn her apartment down, then I can live with my mom. But you know, obviously it's, it's not. Wham, bam. Yeah. There you wham, go. Bam, thank Fun. you, ma'am. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely like twelve-year-old logic. Like, yes. I didn't realize <laughs> that when fire makes gets on a person and yeah. makes him bad dad. <laughs> so it, it's like so heartbreaking, and uh, I like yeah. And she she forgives like even on her deathbed, she chooses love, and I think that's just such a thing about like 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 the black experience like we're so forgiving when i think about i'm sure you guys have seen that viral video of the of the activists talking about you know right after um the george george floyd's like like the riots and 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 she's talking about how you know we tulsa and they burned down tulsa you know we talk about all those times when we've had black wealth and you know it's it's the last line of, of her like her for talking to the the camera is uh um she's like you know it's you guys should be so lucky that black people are not looking for revenge. We're just looking for yeah. revenge. You know, like, you know, yeah. you are so lucky that our money is so only coming lucky. from a place of love. Yeah. Ab- yeah. Absolutely. It just, it's like, you guys are so fucking lucky. That, <laughs> God. Because what, a, you know, um, like if everyone did what I want to do when I get, when I see my father shot in the head. Right. Oh, true. Then it would just be a night. I mean, it would be a nightmare. It's, it, it, oh, I'm saying, I'm saying that that's how I would probably react right. emotionally. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm not saying that's the good way to do it. <laughs> no, that's the wrong way. We don't we don't that's, condone that on this podcast. We do not condone wanna, that. I want to clarify that my way is the incorrect way, and it's <laughs> it is not a John Wick movie. We live in real life. So before we wrap up the movie, I just want to say a couple things. So. Um, First of all, you know, we're talking about representation in TV movies, and this one is a great example of that. Uh, The whole cast is POC or, um, yeah, I think pretty much the entire cast is either black or Latinx or Mm -hmm. Asian. Um, Pretty Yeah, it looks like like from the IMDb, it looks like any, any, uh, like, white actor is, like, reporter or... Actor. Yeah. <laughs> sure. So, yeah. Um, that so, sense. so that's good. And like everyone had names, and this is a biopic, which we'll talk, I guess we could talk a little bit about that. Uh, how a lot of TV movies about black actor or black uh, historical figures are biopics or yeah. musician biopics at Lifetime. They, yes. they really dive into those. Well, and <laughs> they're not usually the best. They're not no. usually the best. 
Aaliyah. <laughs> there's an Aaliyah one. There's, there's a Whitney the, one. A TLC one. It's so TLC. They're doing a Salt and Pepper one coming yeah. soon. Um, <laughs> Simone oh, really? Biles. But, oh. And Drew, the thing about all these music ones is that they don't have the licensing to any of the any music. Of the <laughs> so you get a biopic without any of the music from None, the artist. So, no music. so oh, no. that's cool. Um, but this bio, this biopic was one of Lifetime's better ones, but still a trope in a Lifetime, in a Lifetime genre. So I just want to point that out. And then also one little interesting fact, Angela Bassett actually played Betty Shabazz twice in legitimate movies, uh, Malcolm X and Panther. She played uh, the same woman. And then here she's not playing her. She's playing Credit Scott King, which I thought was interesting. That's so awesome. Um, yeah. This is such a force to be. Well, and she, and she was, oh, yeah. uh, she was Ramonda in, in Black Panther yeah. as well. She always she, just plays mm. amazing characters. Always Tina Turner. Don't get me oh started. Oh god, that like, mm, like her arms in that movie, her legs in that movie are just—it's phenomenal. Like amazing. <laughs> what a oh, and Olymp- Olympus has fallen. Don't ever forget. <laughs> oh that right, movie. okay. <laughs> Um, so on the show, Drew, we either pour it up or put a cork in it. What are you going to do to this movie? I'm pouring it up, dude. Yes, that's right, baby. I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's, well, it, it already, it has Angela Bassett. So yeah, it's automatic. It's an automatic pour up. Yeah. Even without that, well, Mary J. Blige, that's also an automatic pour up. Totally. I would say, so well. Yeah. well, Ruby D. also that is. Oof, yeah. Man. Yeah, I guess, I mean. But besides those things, I think that's that's cool. Like just the idea, the concept of the of the movie actually like going like, yep, we all know this stuff. Now let's show you some things you don't know, probably. Right. We're never taught in school because it's not taught in school. No, they tend to whitewash history and history class. Yep. (laughs) So surprising, but not really. Um, Who's writing the history books, everyone? Right. So. Alex, what are you going to do to the movie? I have to pour it up. I mean, literally, it's a story about two strong Black female leads who actually took place in history, telling a story that's often not told um, from their perspective and their voices with a narrator that was there when these things happened. And these are women at like the prime of their careers, the prime of their lives, just sharing their talent with us. It like, it doesn't get any better. And it's actually like quality work. You know what I mean? Like, of course it, 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 it falls into the tropes, but like this is something that's just like, no, this could definitely be shown during history class, you know? And like, you know, yeah. along with Gattaca, you know, definitely, definitely can be <laughs> shown together. <laughs> Oh yeah. You mean Gattaca? Gattaca, like the we watch that like every year in in, like biology class. Like with Uma Thurman and yes, and and, like uh, Jude Law. Yeah. Why? Why? That's so weird. It's not. I mean, I like mutation and like uh, stem cell research and like and like uh, designer babies and things like that. So we we watch that like every year in biology or something. I mean, it's. I like the movie. It's a great movie. It really is. Like it slaps every time. And this slaps. Slaps. So I pour it up all day. Um, I'm also pouring it up, of course. I I really learned a lot, actually, surprisingly. And like I said earlier, this is kind of in that era of Lifetime where Lifetime didn't really know what they were doing with their brand. And that's how we got this epic, great, good quality movie because they were really trying to do prestige. And then they realized, oh, we don't have the budget (laughs) for this anymore. Like, we could make one movie a year at this price range. So we need to, like, let that go. So this is one of the last, like, of these type of movies that Lifetime has done. Now they do the more rip from the headlines. So it was actually good to see, like, a not salacious. real life story that's mm-hmm. not like uh, someone yeah. uh, the college admission scandal or something stupid <laughs> exactly. it's like actually something that we should probably learn we about no these are things we, that, like, yeah, we should lifetime taught us something yeah. like that's rare and it's beautiful so 2013 toast 2013 the college admission scandal is like okay i mean that's interesting but like do we have we don't have to know it no we don't no, need no. To. we don't just, need to yeah it's another example of white people taking uh <laughs> away from people of color <laughs> in their efforts to get an education and better their lives so. corrupt white absolutely um, although i'm really glad that got 
fucking figured oh, out. But for it's sure. Just, but but yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I know. <laughs> okay, so that wraps up our conversation about Betty and Coretta. But now it is time for a Candace. Yay! What you say, Candace Cameron Burray? I'm a wedding day. Catch the bouquet. Candace hates the games. Candace Cameron Burray. Drinking rosé, eating creme brulee, can't share with me, get a scam Okay, what you say, Candace Cameron Bray? I love that Alex. Is, I love that Alex is dancing, even though the music does not play while we're recording. But, but I will can play. Hear it. I know it, and I, it slaps every single. Oh, just in your head. Thank it's in you. My head. In your head. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So with a very <laughs> serious Candace, speaking of fires, um, <laughs> I'm going to play the clip, and we'll talk about it. There's two things in the clip. There's the 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 content. Rather than the after content. So you'll see what I'm talking about. Alex, you won't be able to see the video, so just use your ears and listen. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, here we go. So many of you are asking if we are safe in Napa. And I will give you an update. My husband and Lev left at 4 a.m. this morning. Uh, the fires were as close as about 300 yards from our home. Uh, we're continuing to pray, though, but we're all safe and we're fine. But it is devastated. The Napa Valley, we have friends that have lost homes, uh, friends that have lost wineries uh, all around us. No one's out of harm's way. So we just appreciate the prayers so much. It's been uh, a very emotional uh, 30 hours. Okay, second thing, because this was already planned before the events happened today, but I'm doing a giveaway on my main page with the home sort. Now, you right, might remember I had the two homes. Okay, so there we go. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. Oh, my God. Kids almost. don't almost human, almost like almost. actual full human being that I could actually have like empathy for. You almost had she, it. She just ruins it. She ruined it. I was like, oh, my God, Candace's house is on fire. I'm so upset. And, you know, the California wildfires are wildly, rapidly going on. They're wildly wild. They're they're wildly wild. They're raging all night. But then she undercuts it by being like, oh, also, there's a giveaway happening, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) But don't worry, I still have a giveaway. Please send me money. And I may. You get a car and you get a car. Crazy. Yeah. It'd be like at the end of Betty and Coretta if there was like a Betty and Coretta blanket are coming your way if you call now. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? Get your Betty, Betty and Coretta mug. Exactly. Coffee mug. No. <laughs> so crazy. So I was just the most candidest thing I've ever seen. And I, because I, I was like, oh my God. And she has clips of the actual, her house, like in the fire and how close it is. And you're like, oh my God, is she there? And then she's like, no, I'm not there. And everything's going on. I sent a and, droid to record all of this, you know. I don't know. I mean, it's crazy. So, you know, Candace, who and Candace, but be safe, Candace. And I hope your house is okay. And I'm really sorry that that happened. Um, 300 yards is kind of, it's a far away. I mean, that's oh, okay. Oh, oh, I, I don't know. That, <laughs> that sounded very up, close. Okay. It's the like, fire is far it's away. Still, it still sucks. Still that sounded burning, very close like, to me. But you're like, like three, 300 yards is three football fields. Isn't that so how like, far you're supposed to park away from the curb? 300? Yeah, 300 yards. 300 yards. Curb. Okay. No, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the standard <laughs> in Chicago. Oh, well. I've been doing it wrong my whole life. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. I've only been, I've been doing like one foot. Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> Oops. Oh, boy. All right. So uh, that's what's going on with Candace. So, but we have more Almost. Candace content uh, coming up. Not house fire content. I have other things to talk about. Um, <laughs> wonderful. So I think it's time for plugging time. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. Do you have anything you'd like to plug right now? I, I'm like working on a couple of projects. Um, something that is coming up, yeah, I'm working on this uh, Before Haiti project, which is a 
um, a play that a friend of mine from college is writing about the Haitian Revolution. And so we're actually supposed to like go up this past spring, but of course COVID happened. So we're kind of revamping it uh, and putting out um, videos of scenes from the play. So it will be available on the, uh, the Haitian uh, American Museum's website. Uh, probably in november so oh wow you'll be able to cool. kind of see some me on camera doing some some fun stuff so that's doing some things thing to plug. yeah well because people don't know right. alex that you're an award-winning actress but <laughs> uh, you actually are so you know you should check out alex's work on on film <laughs> I, I do have a, a short film out that's like making the festival circuits hopefully it'll become like available i can blasted to everyone um but uh it's called mid-30s martyr and um yeah i, I won best actress last fall at the uh, austin revolution film festival nice we're still gonna be on shutter away. yeah <laughs> so, so cool so it's gonna be on shutter because that's all i want oh right yeah <laughs> it has murder in the title so <laughs> maybe i know that's what i was it's gotta be on shutter <laughs> Uh, I just want all shows, all movies to be on show. Okay, okay. Drew, get them to sponsor us. You've talked about I'm them trying. so much by at this point that they have to become a sponsor. Yes. Um, Drew, do you have anything you want to plug at the Pluggy Time? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Drew but with Pants, And you can also follow my band The Limbos uh, on Spotify. We're The Limbos. Yeah. If that's what you type in. <laughs> um, but you, we're coming out with an album this uh or this month at some point not sure when but it will be this month october so, brand new album can't wait it's a quarantine album oh i love it i love it cannot yeah. wait wonderful uh well thank you both for being here and yes. thank you, listeners, for checking back in with Lifetime Court. We watch these movies you don't have to, but if you do, we'd love to hear from you. You can follow me at Patrick Miguel or the show at Lifetime Court. Check out our YouTube channel, also called Lifetime Court, and our website, LifetimeUncourt.com. Okay, I think that's okay. it for this week. We'll see you next week for another um, Representation Matters, Black Lives Woo. Matter, all these things matter. Yes. Um, yes, but Black Lives do matter. Black Lives uh, matter, guys. Like, let's just, like, let's... I yeah that's yep. just a thing that goes without saying at this point <laughs> i don't see why you would get i don't see why you would get mad about that <laughs> oh boy <laughs> you know people do but there are crazies out there so. well there you yeah. go so um <laughs> all right we'll see you next week bye bye, bye. bye.